When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Afzuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire, and I want to concentrate on our favorite quotes. Game of Thrones is very quotable, and the quotes always seem to take on an extra life outside of the show as pop culture fans grab onto them, put them on T-shirts, and insert meanings into them that might be there with the quotes or might not be there. That's part of the fun of Game of Thrones. I have put a call out to you listeners of Daily Thrones here on Anchor and on the Daily Podcast, available on iTunes and Google Play. You guys have responded. I got a lot of calls coming in with the favorite quotes and the explanations. You guys are doing great. Don't be afraid to call in with a backup choice, a second choice, a third choice, or if you're a first-time, long-time out there, now's your time. Call up right here to the Anchor app and let me know your favorite quote. I'll start with one of mine. And it wasn't always my favorite quote. I would go in different directions probably if I was to really think about what were my favorite quotes early on. There's some funny moments, some uh, important quotes, but I just have discovered that I've used this one too many times in regular life, in real life, and it has a lot of different meanings, as I think it does on the show. And that is, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. When it was really first used on the show, it was Mance Raider, Season 5, Episode 1, during his death, his final moments. He said it to Stannis Baratheon. At the time, I just took it as a uh, gentlemanly gentlemanly uh, uh, send-off from Mance to Stannis. No hard feelings. You're doing what you have to do. I'm doing what I have to do. War is coming. Good luck, Stannis. I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Then we hear it again with Arthur Day. Sir Arthur Day in The Sword of the Morning says it to young Ned Stark beneath the Tower of Joy. I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Now it begins. Ned says, no, now it ends. Good scene, good moment, and the quote stands out again. You're like, what? What's going on with this quote? It's, it's definitely ingrained into this society here in Westeros. It definitely has some kind of meaning. Then we... Hear it again two other times now. Benjen Stark says it, or at least a version of it. Just simply says to Mira and Bran as he parts from them, I wish you good fortune, and then stops. And I'm one of those people that thinks that means the war is here. No more good fortune in the wars to come. Benjen simply saying, I wish you good fortune now because it's happening. Jon Snow again says it to Daenerys Targaryen, season seven, before he heads north of the wall. And it's got a lot of people scared because so far everyone who has used that line or a version of it has died. Mance, Sir Arthur Dane, Benjen. Is that some sort of deep-seated dialogue foreshadowing to the death of Jon Snow? It would look that way. Trends definitely do form, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. It's an interesting line with a lot of meanings. And when I use it in real life, sometimes I use it as a greeting. 
or an outro to a good conversation with a friend. Hey, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. Salute. Peace out. Hope you have a good time. I also use it, quite frankly, in a little bit of a snarky shutdown or send-off to other people. Maybe people who are a little too self-important or internet trolls who come at me hard and uh, want me to try, to try to bait me into a conversation about something I said about Star Wars or Game of Thrones. And I just always simply say, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. I also have used it in the sense of uh, I'm not going to join you on your crazy crusade. I do wish you good fortune in the wars to come. All of it has different meanings here. In real life, just as it might have in Westeros. But what is the deeper meaning? What do you guys think? Let me know. I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. My favorite quote and the start of a good conversation here on Daily Thrones. Here's a quote for you, Ken. You know nothing, Jon Snow. That means so much and so little all at once. It's a great quote. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And I think that's probably one of my absolute favorite quotes, Ken, because that quote speaks to really uh, the, the, the consensus of the entire show. Jon Snow does not know many things, notably about who he is, who he truly is, that now we have been revealed, uh, we are now aware of who he truly is, but you know nothing, Jon Snow. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, such a simple thing, but it's, uh, uh, it's repeated over and over and over again, usually by Ygritte, but even Melisandre tells him. So I think if we just, if we really think about it, it's like, yeah, you really, you truly do know nothing. You know all these other things, John, but not about who you truly are. You know nothing. Sam and Mark talking about you know nothing, John Snow. That quote is definitely, I'd say, a top five most popular, most known quotes in all of Game of Thrones. It, to me, is the first quote that really broke outside of the show. I think Ned losing his head, not a quote, just a, a, a moment in the show, a shocking moment, seeped outside. And it was the first thing that people who weren't familiar with Game of Thrones, weren't familiar with the Song of Ice and Fire, were like, I, I heard like some guy lost his head. He was beheaded. He was like a main character. I think Sean Bean died again. What's going on over there in Game of Thrones? And then other things in season two, uh, you know, didn't stand out in that in that Ned moment uh, until the end. But it was it was, you know, nothing, Jon Snow, that the quote escape the walls ironically climb the wall of uh, game of thrones and it's on t-shirts and even if you're not familiar with the show you know that quote oh yeah you know nothing john snow it's, it isn't john snow one of the characters in game of thrones so the quote is a catchphrase and catchphrases have a tendency to overstay their welcome or become kind of annoying and it's uh, it really stood out to me when you read the books Especially Clash of Kings, uh, when Egret first shows up, she says it a lot. You, When you read it, you can see it, and it really hits home. She says it a lot. And on the show, it's kind of played at first as a silly little aside. It's almost cutesy. She uses it to taunt him. She uses it him to uh, be sarcastic to Jon Snow. She uses it to lord over Jon Snow. It's amazing to me that that quote has stood the test of time, and like Mark points out, and Sam points out, it means nothing, and it means everything. Mark, you're right. You know nothing, Jon Snow. It isn't just Egret 
saying it to Jon Snow. It is the story saying it to Jon Snow. Oh, you little wannabe Night's Watchman with your mopey, pouty face, worried about being a bastard. You know nothing, Jon Snow. And you're going to learn. It's also about Jon's growth. Yes, eventually he learns to and, and knows that he is the rightful heir and king. That's just this final season. But back then, it was about a sheltered, privileged John learning about the world. Those wildings you grew up fearing are the free folk you'll soon love. Uh, the safe castle walls you grew up in, bastard or not, a lot more safe, a lot more forgiving, a lot more comfortable than this cold northern, northern, northern castle, the true north. Though the free folk would disagree with that. John learned about himself. He did know nothing. When he so excitedly told Uncle Menjin, I want to join the Night's Watch. I want to take the black. I want to take that vow. Benjamin knew but didn't tell him. Tyrion knew what John was walking into and told him. John learned. So, you know nothing, Jon Snow. has a lot of meaning. And then, because it is a catchphrase between the two, it would be, it, it would be in, in almost any other show's hands, it would be cheesy to have a character's death revolve around a catchphrase. But it works. And then, as Mark points out, Melisandre uses it, throws it in Jon's face, and it is one of those Melisandre moments that I still want an answer for. How did she know that? When Melisandre loses belief in herself, I go to those moments where I'm like, well, you don't think you have powers, but something's going on. And when she looks at Jon Snow and says, you know nothing, Jon Snow, it freaked me out. It still freaks me out. I want to know how she did that. So you know nothing, Jon Snow, is a great quote. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Mark, for calling in with that one. More quotes throughout the rest of the week. I'll give you some of my favorite quotes. I wish you good fortune in the wars to come is my number one favorite quote. More to come. You guys got some great quotes. I got a lot of calls in the queue, so if you've called in and haven't heard your quote yet, don't worry, it's coming. You can call in here to Daily Thrones on Anchor, and we'll continue talking. Our favorite Game of Thrones quotes and the meanings and the impact and significance of. See you tomorrow here on Daily Thrones. Daily Thrones rolls on with a look at our favorite quotes. What are the quotes, what are the lines that move you, inspire you, strike fear in your heart? Game of Thrones is quotable. Here are our favorites. Yesterday, I started the conversation by talking about my favorite quote in all of Game of Thrones, which is, I wish you good fortune in the wars to come. It wasn't always the case. That line has moved up the depth chart for me as I've watched Game of Thrones and learned from it as time has gone on. Same could be said for another quote, because it comes from one of my least favorite episodes. But it's from Baelish. Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. The chaos is a ladder speech is one of the highlights of Baelish on the show. That episode itself, uh, The Climb, is often maligned. It's not one of the best episodes. It's not. I remember when the episode ended, I was like, oh, that's the first time I've kind of felt bored and let down from an episode. When you go back and watch it, it's got more things there. That's the joy of Game of Thrones. There are layers. But chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. It doesn't just explain Peter Baelish. It's not Littlefinger's manifesto 
just to himself. It's part of what makes the show so great. The kingdom, the realm, all seven kingdoms have fallen into chaos as the show begins. When our story begins, we're already in a bad state. John Aaron is dead. White Walkers have emerged. The king is marching north, which means Ned Stark is going to march south. Uh, Targaryen, Viserys at the time, is trying to gain power in the east. All the events are starting to happen. All the events that will change this land. It is chaotic. So, are you going to fall or are you going to climb? Baelish is not just speaking of himself. He is speaking of everyone in the realm. You have a choice. Baelish, Varys, even someone like Ramsay Bolton, use that chaos to climb. Tywin, Wan Tywin Lannister tries hard to keep his spot on the top of the ladder, and it costs him. Cersei Lannister continues to try to climb that ladder. She might fall, even though she thinks she's not. Chaos is a ladder. It's theme for the show. It's also the heart of one of the best characters, Peter Baelish. What do you guys think? Is it more than just Baelish? Is it the theme? And what do you pull from that quote? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Call into Daily Thrones with your favorite quotes, your explanations as to why. Let's keep talking quotes. It's a quotable Game of Thrones here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Uh, I have some thoughts on the quotes. Um, first one that popped to my mind immediately while listening to that is one that I use almost every day since watching the first season, and that is, it is known. Uh, there's that scene between Danny and her two handmaidens in the first season. Uh, I think it's like halfway through the first season, episode four or five, uh, where she keeps asking these, these honest but ignorant questions, and she just doesn't know, and she keeps getting the, the short explanation and then to top it all off, they keep telling her, it is known. Like, how can you not know this? Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. It stuck with me. It immediately uh, attracted me to this idea that there's so much more to know in the world of Game of Thrones than what is just visual and what is on the outside. Um, that, and it's just a hilarious saying to use day-to-day. -day. Um, I also love chaos as a ladder. It's less applicable to day-to-day -day life, but it is very much a true statement, so... Um, those are the couple that I really enjoy. Thanks for taking the call. It is known is a good quote. Good call, Sir Thomas. I had a similar reaction, I guess, uh, to you. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of an amusing quote. It is fun to use in real life. It is known as one of the shorter of the Game of Thrones quote catchphrases. And uh, I, I have used it myself because that's the kind of Game of Thrones dorks we are, aren't we? But I had a, had a, had a funny reaction to it is known when, when it really sinks in as something that's as part of this – it's a repeatable phrase, and it, and it is part of the Dothraki culture. It means something. They're not just saying, oh, yeah, 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 we, it's known. It is known is like a, a, a phrase that is, that is drilled into their heads uh, from an early age. It's part of their culture. It's part of their hordes. It's, it's part of their tribes. And uh, – much like a, a Dothraki wedding with, uh, you know, uh, an, an, at least three deaths is, is not considered a success. Um, it showed me that there was something more to this world, uh, much like you're saying, Thomas. It's, it's not just what's on screen. There's other things here that people know and Danny didn't know. It, it made the world start to feel bigger, that history, that, that connective thread to something that came before. These girls weren't just chastising Danny or, or taunting her or just having a normal conversation. It is known carries some weight. 
carry some meaning. And I loved it. It started to open up a world. It started to open up my fandom, too, to studying what came before. It is really a line that reached out and grabbed me. So, Thomas, I agree with you. More Game of Thrones quotes here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Michael from Norway here. And uh, first time caller alert. I just wanted to call in to talk about uh, my favorite quote in the Game of Thrones universe. And it's one that comes up several times in the show. I'm talking about the Nightwatch Oath. Uh, I'm not going to recite it here because it's pretty long and I'm sure everyone knows it, knows it already. But I didn't want to mention one of my absolute favorite scenes in the show, which is uh, at the end of Season 4, Episode 9, I believe, Watchers on the Wall, where uh, Gren recites the oath in order to calm the other Night's Watchmen down and basically keep them from running away. So he sacrificed himself so that Mansa's army couldn't get through. Uh, if I had to pick a runner-up, it's a really cool meta moment with Cersei and Ned in Season 1, Episode 7, where Cersei says, when you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. So yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hey Ken, another quote I absolutely love comes from Cersei Lannister all the way back um, in Season 1, when she has that great scene with Ned Stark, when he confronts her about the truth that she kno- that he knows that her children are Jamie's, not Robert's, and when she says the line, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die, and I think that line really captures a lot of the series, because we know deep down the true war, you know, has always really been about against the undead, but for so long, the war, the war over the throne is what was focused on, and I think that line really captures that. All right. Let's take a look at two great quotes. I want to thank Eric for calling in and Michael from Norway. I love the new callers checking in. Guys out there, if you're listening here to Daily Thrones and you're on the Anchor app, it's really easy to call in and join this conversation and weigh in and give us your favorite quote from the show and the reasons why. And Michael gives us two but focuses on the Night's Watch Oath. And that's a quote. It's a long quote. He shortens it, of course, to Night Gathers, and now my watch begins. The whole oath? Have, have, have you taken the oath yet? It's on my cell phone case, actually. Night Gathers, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. It's a great quote, Michael, because much like how I said earlier, it is known, opens up the world to you. Like, oh, they've got some some history here. They've got some some, uh, traditions to their cultures, and uh, that spun me off my imagination off into a different realm. The Night's Watch Oath is interesting because when I first, and I'm a fan of the Night's Watch. I think a lot of, a lot of you know, I, I would join the Night's Watch if I was really in Westeros. Weird, I know. But when you hear that, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's almost archaic. It is a, is a, is a tradition that maybe holds no water anymore because the wall and the Night's Watch and all that stuff doesn't carry the weight that it once does. And so you're introduced to this, this, this oath and it, 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 you know, it, it, it's not silly. It doesn't seem silly, but it just seems like it's this thing you say. Do you really mean it? 
And uh, it doesn't mean much to the realm anymore that you're supposed to guard because not a lot of people view the Night's Watch as a good thing anymore, as a grand thing anymore. And only criminals are really coming up here to take this oath. So what does that oath mean? But as the show rolls on, the oath actually takes on its own life. It strikes emotional chords when when uh, they say a, a, a version of it of uh, at the death of any one of the Night's Watch, you know, and now his watch has ended. It 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 strikes this chord and it, it it takes you back to the oath and what it means. When Sam starts to kind of dig into it, it takes on a different meaning. And as you said, Michael, I think it is best used when Gren uses it in that tunnel, in that battle with the wildlings. Against Magnamite. It's a great moment. It really takes you back to when you first heard it. And now it has meaning. Now it has depth. And now it is a rallying cry. And a final thought for these brothers of the Night's Watch as they die doing their job, pledging their life to the Night's Watch. And then when John walks away, the vows take on a new meaning. John died. His watch is over. The vows have a loophole. It's a great quote. Carries a lot of weight. Good call, Michael. And the second quote, when you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. Eric, you're backing that up. You're right. It's the, sh it's the thesis of the show. And you go back to that scene that you really first hear it from Cersei Lannister talking to Ned Stark. Season 1, Episode 7. You win or you die. You want to get in Ned's head and go believe it, Ned believe what Cersei is saying she understands this more than you or she respects it more more than you the idea of it Ned has a lot of respect a lot of uh, a lot of honor but I don't think he took that you win or you die to heart and it cost him it is absolutely like I said the thesis statement it is the, the the entire theme of the show right there. And I love it. It's a great moment. It's a great quote. What are your guys' favorite quotes? This conversation is going to go all week. Call in. A lot of quotes. I have a lot of calls to get to. Some new callers, too. That excites me. Guys, join this conversation. Call in to Daily Thrones here on Anchor. If you're listening on the Daily Podcast, I thank you. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, rate and review. We'll see you guys tomorrow here on Daily Thrones.